This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's Drink About It. This is Let's Drink About It, a podcast that proceeds from the premise that there is a correct cocktail pairing for every conceivable life event, and we've dedicated ourselves to finding those cocktails and those life events. Uh, I'm your host, Benjamin R. Harrison. And I'm also your host, Chris Bowman. And uh, we have our lovely and talented guest, Josh Clark, from the Stuff You Should Know podcast. <laughs> Hello, Josh. Holy mackerel. Hey, Can't guys. believe it. Thank the circle you. is complete. Once, yeah. once we get Jerry, we'll have the hat trick. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. That would be a tough one. Because <laughs> she may or may not exist. Oh, oh no. no. All right. <laughs> the theater of the mind is crumbling. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. <laughs> Thank uh, you very much for having me. Yeah, oh man, thanks for thank coming. you for coming. Quite an honor. Uh, we are we are thrilled. Um, yeah, so we, I mean, I guess we had Chuck. We got like most of the rundown about how stuff you should know mm-hmm. works. But um, you know, it it's like it's like one of those podcasts that gets better and better the more you listen to it. Thank you. And uh, I think partly it's just because you guys have such an amiable rhythm. Yeah, yeah. And partly it's like. Yeah, I do know a lot more stuff now yeah. than I did before. Yeah. Well, I think also it's, I mean, we get that a lot that, you know, we're approachable and, you know, we explain it in a, a, an approachable way or whatever. But I think the fact that the topics are kind of broken down into nuggets makes it approachable yeah. too. I think it's the material as much as us is what I'm saying. Yeah. So you can take your kudos <laughs> and go take them elsewhere but i mean we get to see that happen live and for something that's unrehearsed i mean you guys just yeah it's it's like this it's very liquid it's very fluid you guys it, are very you, not only did you see it live you guys participated in yeah, it live yeah, despite your stage fright <laughs> yeah that's true that's true <laughs> yeah uh, we were proud of you boys oh uh, thank you that was cool yeah it really was i guess for, for people that don't know and stuff you should know went to toronto to put up their live version of their podcast uh they were kind enough to invite to check uh Chris and I on to uh, do a little how to make a cocktail segment at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah, I learned a lot from that because your that episode was about bars, right? Yeah. The history of bars. Yeah, and uh, um, I think the 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 one takeaway that has been very useful thought technology for me is the 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 fern bar category <laughs> uh, those were horrible yeah <laughs> well tell tell the people what a fern bar is if they hadn't okay all right um so uh, a fern bar basically is if you've ever been to a um bennigan's or <laughs> a even a chili's but especially like a tgi fridays yeah. or i think up in canada everybody in toronto said red robin right chris like that's the closest thing something with tiffany lamps and overstuffed chairs i don't think booths. we have a red robin in toronto maybe we do but oh. I don't, I don't no know. you definitely do i saw it with my really? own eyes I believe. i've never seen you're a red so robin. out of the loop I, bowman I, I actually am much further out of the loop than I even thought I was. <laughs> but but like a cheesy a place with cheesy drinks. Yeah. yeah. I think literally some of the drinks had cheese, cheese in them. <laughs> um, cheese whiz. But things like Bahama Mamas and kamikazes and right. mudslides. Everything and, is just sweet and yeah. not alcohol tasting. Yeah. Exactly. And um a, a, just a thoughtless bar that right. was just kind of just cheesy at its core. That was a firm bar and that was the big revolution in the 70s and 80s and almost just completely killed cocktail culture. Yeah. Almost almost single-handedly killed it. Um so I, I It's funny because you hear like oh like you know prohibition destroyed the cocktail culture in this country and it's like no, no. it was fine. It yeah. was doing good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then it was the firm bar. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it's funny cuz like like if you go to a a fancy cocktail bar now often the guys mixing them will have like 
waxed mustaches and sure. mm-hmm. they're dressing in a kind of 1920s in the armband yeah. yeah i have no idea what that armband is supposed to function as is I, it like is it like my sleeve the, is yeah, too billowy the cuff of yeah. your shirt out of the out of the but you usually know. it's up around the bicep yeah because yeah. it, it holds it it oh okay yeah. thank you I, I thank you very much i understand i now. think that i i may be pulling this out of my ass but i think what that comes from is uh accountants when you would write on uh-huh. paper with ink that took a while to dry right and your your shirt cuff would drag oh, so like it. a left-handed accountant yeah, yeah. Like, oh man it's definitely a banker thing i mean the old-timey bankers with the visors and the or the money counters with the visors and the yeah. armbands yeah okay I've learned something. Thank you. <laughs> I like to I like to make up nonsense and yeah, yeah. try to get the stuff you should <laughs> know guys to repeat it. If I hear yeah. that on a podcast, I'll be like, yes, yeah. I made that up. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned the more arcane the reference that you make or the fact that you pull out, the less challenged it is. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. That was a good one. Um, uh, we had a meetup a couple of days ago and uh, one of the guys was like, I like I like all the kind of half-remembered nonsense you say on your show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks, yeah. I guess. Trademark, yeah. <laughs> um, I think of it as bar lore, like the nonsense that you say. You know, like, oh, you know, the, they drive on the other side of the road in England because Napoleon never conquered it, and he was a lefty, and he wanted to be able to cut you down if you were coming from the left side. So, <laughs> so he would ride his horse on the right side of the street. Bar lore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nobody will ever challenge you right now. Yeah, <laughs> far they'll be like, "Wow!" Right, and then they turn another. around and use it themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just before you got here, I had to run out. Ben sent me on a little errand. I had to run out around the corner. The first liquor store I came upon was closed, by the way. Oh, I had to wow. run and get uh, just a, a, a bottle of whiskey, and I. You know, thankfully, you're like a few minutes behind, so I, I didn't have to run as quickly as uh, uh, as I'd anticipated. So I did a brisk walk to a liquor store <laughs> at, at 10, 10.30 in the morning. You're simulating the brisk walk yeah, right yeah, now. It's People true. can't see. It's, yeah, I did a brisk walk, 10, 10.40 in the morning, and I like go to the counter, and, and I'm kind of like a little bit sweaty, and I'm asking <laughs> for like the smallest bottle of Irish whiskey they have. <laughs> you know, and the then, kind you can store in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. He puts it in a black bag, and then I just kind of like run out as well. He's up the up the street back home this is uh, the only time i've ever had to buy panicked panicked whiskey i have reproduced that scene so many times in the course of doing that this podcast (laughs) and it's always embarrassing yeah (laughs) as long as it's not life yeah it's true you know you guys have an excuse yeah yeah i I mean i got to i got to know what it feels like without the uh uh, terrible habit that goes with it (laughs) yeah yeah your shame (laughs) (laughs) that'll be twelve (laughs) dollars Well, we're we're learning an awful lot from doing this show, and it's fun. Like now, I feel like we've got you know thirty five episodes under our belt or whatever to stop in like a really serious liquor establishment mm-hmm. and like actually be able to like kick some kick some facts back and forth with the yeah. guy. Right. Uh, we stopped at this place, Duke's Liquor Box, uh, over here in Greenpoint. That's like it is like. You know, they have all of your standard categories of alcohol, but only stuff that you've yeah. rarely encountered before. Yeah. And it's super nerdy and super like it's super fun to go through like, oh man, like look at this rum you've never seen on a shelf before. And it uh, sounds like a fun place. Yeah. yeah. Uh you should definitely check it out. Josh. I will. Um Patrick he, is the guy that helped he, us yesterday. He was just dropping knowledge bombs. Yeah. Nice. Um, is it a new place? Is it an old, like established place? It's, I think it's kind of new and, uh, yeah, I think I was in there one time and, and somebody was saying that they had, they've felt a little bit awkward opening it because 
there's a wine store across the street that they all love and they didn't want to be like, hey, we're also, you know, <laughs> they're in kind of different categories. So. They complement one another. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Bowman, what's happening in your life? Um, I eavesdropped a uh, conversation at the uh, airport. <laughs> and how about you, Josh? How's, uh, what's, what's going on in your week? Uh, what's your life event I should say yeah okay because I was gonna say this one is like um this one is a memory yes not necessarily contemporaneous but I uh, you know I am with you me and it has to do with you me um but I would call it uh Manhattan sunrise nice all right Ben uh I uh have been binging on the television program bar rescue um so I've been uh, watching a lot of John Taffer yell at people. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Does he rescue any firm bars? I would. Well, we'll get into this, but I would say that John Taffer is a product of the fern bar era. Oh, uh, so he's um, he's working against the cause. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to a certain extent, <laughs> but in a nuanced and interesting way. Speaking of fern bars, uh, Josh picked out a drink for you called the Tequila Sunrise. Nice. Uh, I was wondering if that when was I was you. when I was when I was reading about it, uh, one of the one of the websites I I was looking at a recipe on said uh, this is one of the best known cocktails out there, and people who try it will wonder why. <laughs> so I'm gonna try and make a good version of it for awesome. you. But uh, yeah, there's got to be a way to class that up. Yeah. You know? um, so this is uh, an ounce and a half of tequila, Woo. fresh orange juice, yeah. and three quarter ounces of grenadine. Nice. So you build the tequila or orange juice in a Collins glass uh, with ice until the glass is nearly full. Give a quick stir with a bar spoon. And then pour the grenadine in uh, and let it settle at the bottom of the glass. And because it's sugar syrup and not an alcohol, it's denser than the, uh, than the orange juice and tequila is going to be. So it'll sit at the bottom of the glass and you garnish with an orange slice. Nice. Mm. And then you wake up the next morning with a pounding because <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. three quarters sugar and one quarter booze. <laughs> uh, for Ben, I've got a drink called, the, uh, it's called Baby Steps. Um, it's one ounce of gin, uh, an ounce of Aperol, an ounce of sweet vermouth. Uh, you're going to combine all ingredients in a mixing glass and stir with ice. Uh, strain into a chilled glass and garnish uh, into a cocktail glass, and you're going to garnish with a lemon or orange peel. And All that's right. basically like a, a lighter version of a Negroni. Yeah. Nice. On its way to a Negroni. Yeah. Um, with Aperol instead of the Campari, so it's palatable. It mm-hmm. sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, yeah, Campari takes some getting used to. Mm-hmm. I basically forced myself to get used to Campari because yeah. I was like, this is an essential it's not yummy. liqueur. Yeah. <laughs> like you, I feel like you have to at some point yeah. not a lot of face f- Campari down and, yeah. and learn to like it. And yeah. it's, I found that you just Once drink you do it, it over and over. It's very yeah. rewarding. <laughs> Eventually yeah. you'll be like, okay, I like Campari. <laughs> yeah. But I do prefer Aperol still for yeah. sure. Um, all right. The pick, drink I picked for you, Chris, is called the Gloom Lifter. Uh, it's an ounce and a half of Irish whiskey, half an ounce of cognac, VSOP, a third of an ounce of grenadine, an ounce of lemon juice, 
quarter ounce of simple syrup and half of a fresh egg white. Holy smokes. So most of an egg is going to go down the drain in service of pain. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. But I'll salute that it. egg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's true. We'll have it's it. so wasteful. Yeah. <laughs> Sunny side up egg that has half, <laughs> half the surface area of white. Um, so uh, as with most egg drinks, uh, you're going to dry shake all the ingredients and then add ice to the shaker and shake it again until it's well chilled and strain it into a chilled cocktail glass. Mm-mm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So let's go make them. All right. Ziggy, sacky, ziggy, sacky, oi, oi, oi. We haven't done that one yet. Oh. Oh, cheers. Oh, 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 no. oh, eager. That's all right. Oh, man. Sorry, I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Is this going to go into the final? Yep, edit? yep. It's, we had a spillage, minor spillage. Uh, we... Thank you. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, man. It's like I'm on a beach. <laughs> yeah. Here, oh. cheers. Cheers, buddy. Hey. Spill it on the couch. What, what a what a couple of guys to be having a nice drink with mm. at eleven thirty in the morning. Yeah, I think that adds to the idea that I'm on a, um, a beach. Right. Because yeah. where else do you drink a yeah. tequila sunrise at eleven thirty in the morning? <laughs> yeah. Certainly not in the middle of November in Brooklyn. <laughs> no. You know. Yeah. Weird weird apartment in Greenpoint. Um. <laughs> this is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. This is so nice. You know, I have to say, I've never had a tequila sunrise before, and... I have never either. I can imagine that this is probably the best tequila sunrise anyone's ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would virtually guarantee it. You want to yeah. try it? I just fresh-pressed the oranges while we Yeah, let's just do the old, uh, the old I can pass attest to that. Here. Yeah. Have a sip. Thank you. Yeah. Let's, let's pass them in order so okay. that... Okay, so now Bowman is trying uh, the baby steps, and Josh is trying the... What are we, what are we calling that one? I can't even remember what, what your drink oh, is called. Uh, mm, that's good. Uh, yeah, mine is called Holy Smokes. That's a great one. <sighs> yeah, I should nice. remember this because I assigned it to you. Okay, you ready for the tequila sunrise moment? Oh, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> seems, seems to be. I, I know what some guys getting for Christmas. <laughs> we got the prank, prank coaster for Josh Clark. Uh, the, gloom oh, the Gloom Lifter. Oh, man, that is nice. Yeah. This is a baby step up to a Negroni. Yeah. That is a great drink. Yeah, Did really you try this yet? Yeah, I've been sipping on it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, well, it turns out everyone, we all win. Well, we've just done some really compelling radio for yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. Mm, oh, mm, that's good. Uh, yeah, the lip-smacking portion of the show, it's my least favorite part, so I can't imagine what the listener thinks. <laughs> so, Josh, I, I sort of resisted the temptation to... you you you. Wrote a kind of an exegesis of the life event you wanted to talk about. Uh, and I was like, if I read this too carefully, I, will, I won't be fresh to hear it gotcha, on the show. Yeah. And I want to hear it because yeah. it seemed like the parts that I glanced over made it seem like it was a very sweet story. Mm -hmm. So you're phoning it in is what you're saying. Yes. You no no preparation research. at all. <laughs> so you want to hear my story? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, take it off. I know that this uh, kind of bucks the normal trend of you know a current life event this is several years ago yeah me, well the guests often it's a, a more you know a more 
momentous yeah. like, like, okay, life good, event because you yeah. know you, we have an opportunity every week to say something mm-hmm, so right. we run out of the big ones right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got you. okay so, so so i just talk about watching too much cable <laughs> right when i when i think about um like life events this one is right there in the foreground mm-hmm. for me um it was several years ago and i had just started dating um my now wife yumi mm-hmm. And uh, we were doing long distance. She was in D.C. I was in Atlanta. And uh, I had to go up to New York for uh, just a TV appearance, which was a hilarious story in and of itself. <laughs> because if you can find it, um, Chuck and I yeah. were on TV together. And we both looked so scared <laughs> because it was live TV. And, and we were being interviewed by a camera. Oh, weird. You know, we, yeah. weren't the, we weren't in the same room with the person. It was just really frightening and you can tell oh, we were man. frightened but we did it so that was cool and it got me up to new york right so yumi met me up here and um after after i finished the tv thing um i got to meet up with her and i started meeting her friends like it was the first time i got to meet everybody which is a big deal mm-hmm. it was a big deal yeah. you know but i was i was feeling pretty good because i'd done the tv thing so like I got to meet all of her friends. I hit it off with everybody, even one particular friend who I was warned, like, this guy's kind of a jerk uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes. Like he's an awesome dude, but people take him that way sometimes. Yeah. So I was like, this sounds familiar. <laughs> I wonder how I'm going to deal with this guy. And he and I hit it off. Like, um, and I'm friends with all these people now. This nice. is years on. Yeah. But this, so the night was wonderful. They, they, there was like a little rooftop get together. Um, it was Early Everybody April. was drinking tequila sunsets yes, exactly. <laughs> later in the day. Ironically, yeah. exactly <laughs> what we were drinking. Um, and it was just a just a wonderful night, like mainly just because I got to see Yumi, who I'd just been missing and missing. Yeah. And um, I was starting to get a little sick. And you know, like when you have something huge going on, right? Yeah. Right after it happens and you're done, yeah. you you just your immune yeah. system starts to be like your okay, body's I like can, like yeah, all right, go to time, sleep now. Yeah. To, time to uh... so that was starting to happen. And um, the next morning, I had to to go back to Atlanta, and it was really early because I had to like go into work. I had to fly back and, and work like a normal human being, and. Um, Yumi got up with me. That is me. just the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it was, especially when you're sick. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's like early April, so it's it's pretty cold out and everything. The I think the reason that this story stands out for me though is none of those things, none of the negative aspects of that moment were registering at all. Yeah. I was so happy. Yeah. And just so filled with life and love and it was just it was an amazing experience for me. And so I had to go catch a cab and Yumi's walking up with me and the sun is just, just starting to rise. Right. And, um, we're walking up to Broadway to catch a cab and it was so early that we were the only people out, yeah. the only people on the street, sort which of an is an Omega I mean, Man experience. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like a happy lovey Omega Man experience, <laughs> you know, like kind of like you're like, uh, all oh, right, we're the only people in yeah. the world. You Screw know? all those other guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's humanity. The species. What's up? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we, uh, I caught a cab. You may help me catch a cab because this is the second time I was in New York. The first time I've been, uh, like 10. Right. And I did the whole thing. Like I, I haggled 
for a fake Rolex, a haggle on the price. And I did like everything. Participated in a shell do. game. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And one. Yes. Um, but so this oh, is my second the plant time in, in the shell game. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, catching a cab was a new thing to me. Right. I think I, I held my hand up and whistled and all that. <laughs> you may help me. Um, yeah. But I'm then, walking here. Exactly. <laughs> I think about it every time I cross the street, for yeah. the record. I almost did it on the way here. Yeah. Yeah. Some guy, I kinda, instead I gave him a look, because yeah. I'm not an amateur in New York any longer. No. I was a rank amateur on this <laughs> But uh, So we catch a cab, and Yumi does something that now, today, I, I'm just when I look back, I'm like, that was such a, a, a gift. Yeah. Um, she got in the cab with me at like 5.30 in the morning on a cold <laughs> April day. Wow. And rode with me to LaGuardia and back <laughs> by herself just to see me off at the airport. Yeah, that is not like other cities. People like pick each other up at the airport. And oh, that's yeah. Normal. Yeah. In New York, it is not. It's like you can come to me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I can already tell this. This is going to be the episode I listen to the most and just Josh's section. I'm just going <laughs> to do it over. I want this story. I yeah. want this story. Man. That is it's so, such a nice story. I, I, it is. Uh, it was. Just amazing. And the cool thing, Chris, that um, it, it, while it was going on, mm-hmm. I was enjoying it in the yeah, moment, which right. I never, I never do that. Right. Yeah. There's always like something wrong or something. I'm like thinking about some yeah. other problem that I'm trying to work out. Boy, I can't relate to that yeah. at all. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very unique phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in this particular moment, I was just so happy and so yeah filled with love that I it wasn't even like um I hadn't even started to the, to agonize over missing her yet because long distance sucks yeah I don't know if you guys have ever done it well I guess you guys do it yeah but I it makes them on a daily basis in a lot right. of ways, yeah. so you can understand yeah. but sends that, me so many emojis <laughs> <laughs> there's some weird ones out there yeah, yeah totally starting are. I think we're hitting peak emoji very mm-hmm. soon yeah yeah only the most dedicated people will continue after yeah. a certain point, but um, but the agony of, of missing Yumi hadn't set in yet. Yeah. So I was just enjoying it on all cylinders, wow, and then that's great. she saw me off at the airport. I got on the plane, and then all of the sickness. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was at just hit ninety like percent. The other ninety percent hit me. Yeah. Um, which I realize doesn't make sense mathematically, <laughs> but it made sense in this illness. Right. And I, I rode home on this plane like just trying to keep my sickness to myself and this poor couple next to me, I just kept looking at them like, I'm so sorry. Um, and, and they're like, it, it's fine, but please stay yeah. over there. Please don't Ebola us. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty this much. is well before the Ebola scare. but I mean, Well, I, it was after the first one. But oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think we've, uh, we've told the best story first here. We put the best story up front because we've got a cable story and an yeah. eavesdropping story. That oh, don't, don't worry, Chris. I have, I, have, I have lots of wry observations <laughs> about bar rescue. Okay, well, let, I'll go next then because I don't know what I have. Uh, I was um, waiting to get into, like I got off the plane coming here a couple of days ago. I was waiting in line, the customs, to get in, into the country, and I think a plane had just arrived from Ireland. Uh, I, could, I could only tell by all the accents around me that it had just got in from Ireland. <laughs> whole bunch of mix. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people just jumping and clicking their heels. I didn't understand yeah. what was going on. Um, but, uh, there are rainbows everywhere. <laughs> yeah. um, but the couple behind me... Um, How much pot of gold do you have to declare? <laughs> Did the plane smell of corned beef? <laughs> uh, the couple behind me, uh, the woman, 
was Swedish Irish. So I think she, I mean, she was from a Scandinavian country. She had like a, a, a lilt to her accent that, uh, and I heard her say, I think I heard her say Sweden. And so she had this like 60, 40 Irish Swedish. So she had been in Ireland maybe right. longer. At least it sounded like she'd she, been there she longer. She like emigrated to Ireland from Sweden. Yeah. And exactly learned English in an Irish accent. And you know it, the, the typical sixty forty Swedish Irish. Yeah, I mean, you've heard of it. You know, old you, story. you know, you know a lot more than I do. Well, so that's you've it. heard of it. I, it was new to me. That's what I was going for in your drink, and I was like, I was like, I was like, like trying to think of like a good Swedish booze to put with some Irish whiskey, and then I like I went on Wikipedia and the. Uh, like in the top paragraph of the Wikipedia article about Swedish alcohols was Sweden is considered to be in the vodka belt. <laughs> is that right? Vodka yeah. belt. Huh. Which, which I mean, I guess absolute is like their most famous yeah. Yeah. spirit export probably. But I oh, love the phrase yeah. vodka belt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, you guys have the, the Bible belt. We have the vodka belt. <laughs> <laughs> which is far preferable. Yeah. But I just, like, that's the first time I ever heard that combination of accents. And both of them are quite musical. You know, they, they've got like a, mm. a melody to them. So the one would come in and out, like the, the, the Swedish would sort of come in at the end of her sentence or something. And I just found it like so, I was mesmerized. I just, yeah. I don't even know what she was, I mean, I know what she was saying, but I can't remember what she was saying. <laughs> I just, uh, I was just mesmerized by this like, you, you song. You were eaves, eavesdropping for tone, not content. Exactly right. Yeah, I did not care what she was saying. I just didn't want her to stop talking. You yeah. know? It was amazing. Um, yeah, and that's, that's, uh, that was my experience at the airport. I, just, I, it was, I, I think I was in line for about close to an hour, and yeah. it was painless, absolutely painless. Wow. So I'd like to thank that lady out there for just occupying my mind. Um, I had a uh, an RA. I did a study abroad in Dublin, and my RA at the uh, dorm where we were staying uh, was German Irish, and uh, he had a similar a similar blend of an accent mm -hmm. that blew me off. My, you know, knocked my socks off because he'd be like, <laughs> "Blew you off your socks." <laughs> if you need to find me, uh, I mean. Apartment's torchy tree. <laughs> <laughs> and, Did he uh, smoke a pipe and everything? <laughs> he was a he was a funny guy. At some point. Uh, I, I, would, I did not witness this, but at some point somebody like went to knock on his door late at night for help with something. And he had cat. Uh, uh, what? Eye, cat eye contacts. Like <laughs> that's, that's, made his eyes into slits. That's the look of Ireland. So he opens the door with his yeah. lederhosen and his cable knit sweater over top and his <laughs> yeah. cat eyes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He's, what he's, a freak show. Yeah. <laughs> he's eating Dubliner cheese and doing freaky <laughs> Pornographic sex things. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect blend of Ireland and Germany. Yeah. Um, Cat eyes. <laughs> <laughs> who does that, right? Yeah. This. Yeah. He was. Uh, he was a little bored with regular sex, so he's like, okay, what, "What can I do in the eyeball department that will make this better?" <laughs> I got it. Got it. We'll just look through cat's eyes. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I, I think that there is something to that. The um, I had it, like, in Paris, like, going into a uh, store that was owned by Chinese people that lived in Paris and speaking, like, French in a Chinese accent and just, like, what am I... Yeah, you know, yeah. like, And I, like, barely understand 
just regular friend. <laughs> so it was like a whole new level of difficulty for me. But also just being like, obviously, like logically this works. It's just that I've never actually encountered right. it. And it's so it's so alien to me, though, like, like I'm used to meeting a Chinese person, having having them have English in either a, a you know, naturalized American accent or a Chinese accent, but yeah. not Chinese accent of another language right. that's yeah. not Chinese. Yeah. Did they just like open their mouth and <laughs> words came out? Did they held their mouth open? Was um, it like that? Because they may not have actually been speaking. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a Madame Tussauds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so I don't know. Yeah. They may, yeah, they may not have been real people. <laughs> we talk a lot about like uh, Scotland on this podcast because my parents are both Scottish. And, uh -huh. and so I, uh, growing up, Grew, like I grew up with the accent, and I never had trouble understanding it. Like right. almost from any Glaswegian that spoke, I could understand it. But then having friends come over and sort of give a blank stare, <laughs> like they have no idea what my like. I, I don't. Know if, are you done speaking? Like I don't know. Are you finished? Yeah, it's just hard a, to decode sometimes. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. It is, uh, I've seen so. a couple of Scottish films that were subtitled. Yeah, despite being presented in English, I could see that. Ratcatcher. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, maybe Ratcatcher I saw. Anyway. Have you guys seen this Highlander? <laughs> yeah. That's a Scottish movie. It's, yeah, actually, it's, like, yeah. it's actually shot not that far from here at Silver Cup Studios. Is that right? Yeah, really? the big fight scene at the end where they, the sign is Silver Cup. That's just the soundstage that they shot is it at. Really? And Silver Cup is the name of the studio. <laughs> Very distracting to anybody that's actually aware of the fact that that's just a place where they make TV and movies. Well, you've just ruined the illusion that it was a Scottish yeah. production. Yeah. Unbelievable. I yeah. thought it was all Scottish. Well, I mean, most of it takes place in New York, right? I don't remember. It's a bad movie. I guess movie. it does, yeah. The movie the doesn't hold up that well. Stuff. Yeah. It doesn't? No. That's sad to me. Yeah. It's, it's big weird. Big I liked fan? it. I liked it. I haven't seen it in many years. What's the main guy's uh, name? The guy that took over? I don't know if he was in the first one or if he took over the franchise. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Oh, the main the guy with the sword? Yeah, the guy with the sword. <laughs> He's had a hard time getting non-Highlander acting gigs ever <laughs> since then. Well, he won't take the kilt off. Yeah. <laughs> He's typecasting himself, frankly. Yeah. He blames it on everybody else. But <laughs> He's like, he why can't I get some other roles? And his agent's like, listen, there can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. All right. We'll but end great. the Highlander conversation right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be leaving. Um... So Bar Rescue, Ben. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, if you're unfamiliar, this is a show on Spike TV, which is... Spike? Spike TV. I am uh, unfamiliar, by the way. This is an uh, education for it's me. It's on channel 33. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and the, the premise is that they have like a guy who is an expert at turning around failing bars, go into family-owned bar establishments and identify all of the things that they're missing and he's like he'll be like you know the average income here is twenty thousand dollars less than the median for the united states and it's all college students and you made a golf bar what are you thinking <laughs> uh, uh but yeah he, he he really yells at people and it's 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 a funny show because That's all of weird. the... It's one of, those, it's one of those reality shows where someone comes in and yells at a bunch of people for doing something um, wrong. Yeah, yeah whips them into shape. heavy, apparently. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, which is a... Which is a yeah. <laughs> it's a genre that I've been kind of, kind of uh, enjoying lately. I, uh, there's another one called The Prophet that I recently discovered where... Oh, yeah. It's just a guy that invests in... Fa he, like, basically... 
comes in and takes over a family-owned business, he'll be like, I'm going to cut you a check for $250,000, and I'm going to own 51% of your muffin factory, and I'm going to fucking be in charge and kick everybody's ass for like two weeks while cameras follow us around, and then you will have a functional business at the end. 51% of a muffin factory, that's just the top. Yeah, exactly. Yes. yes, it, it is. turns out <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants the bottom part. Right? No one does. Uh, I mean, I do, but I understand other people don't. I uh, like the whole, the whole of the muffin. Yeah, but it's a funny thing because, like, this guy is, I guess, got some serious credentials in the bar and nightclub industry. Uh, they say he's in the nightclub hall of fame, whatever that means. What? Where is that? Make that up. Exactly. That's a made-up thing. Just outside of Cooperstown. <laughs> uh, Where all the players go to party. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, it, yeah, like, they, they always come in with, like, this is the head mixologist for Diageo, and she's going to teach you how to do some bartending, like all of you ladies that work in, like, a truck stop bar outside of Wichita, like, and... Half an ounce of axle grease. They ask you to accept <laughs> the premise that a bunch of, like, truckers and bikers are coming in and ordering... Fancy cocktails? Like... Basically, fern bar cocktails, right, like right. syrupy, right. sweet drinks. Yeah. And they're like, like Captain Morgan clearly sponsors 78% of the episodes. Because <laughs> every time they pour with that bottle, they look right into the camera. <laughs> yeah. They put, say, a, I love put Captain a leg up Morgan. on chair. I don't know what I'd do <laughs> without it. And, but the funny, like, but they also come up with like bar concepts that are not terrible some of the time. Like, some of the time it's like, hey, we put some PlayStations in and now it's not just a sports bar, it's a gaming bar. Right. Uh, so here, like- here's my thing, if I may interject. Sure. I don't understand why a bar has to have a concept. That is also an interesting. Just put a plank of wood down and concentrate on your your drinks, and everything else will sort itself out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like if you if you have to come up with a concept, then you are you are failing out of the gate. You may make it, but the clientele you're attracting, yeah, don't know anything from anything. And that's the thing that I find hardest to relate to about the show because I'm interested in drinks and i feel like if i found myself in a position where i had to uh like make my living doing something related to them uh like one of the owners in the show i would like know my ass from my elbow or at least attempt to right (laughs) and They'll have like you know beer that's improperly refrigerated and you know like how do you improperly leave it out in the sun? Yeah, yeah like yeah, right. like the, the classic cool down. The, the, the episode I'm always just nuke that beer for you. Yeah, it always starts with them sending in like a secret diner and they're uh, they have like the hidden cameras all over the place and they're like. They're like, I'll have a slippery nipple. And the bartender's like, how do you make that? And then it cuts back to the SUV where they're watching it in secret. And they go, how do you make a slippery nipple? Who asked that? Uh, yeah, that's one of the ones you need to know. <laughs> it's like, that is a fucking ridiculous. But uh, it relates back to the bartending class that I took way back in the day that I've mentioned a few times. Yeah, I'll bet it was like, learn how it to was like bartend memorize, in a bar, right? Memorize these 36 cocktail recipes and it was like yeah it was like sex on the beach slippery nipple fuzzy navel greyhound yeah cape cod well the greyhound's okay greyhound's great some of them are meritorious drinks to be sure like i mean margarita was in there and it was like a good recipe for a margarita that's old timey though right but but like it was just these are the these are the standard cocktails 
And the premise of that class was like, if somebody walks into a bar, they expect to be able to order any of these 36 drinks. Right. And that is what bars are. I got yeah. you. And, and it was so, <laughs> it was so weird are. for me to like experience that because the bars I was going to were like in the Lower East Side and they were like, yeah, like we, you know, don't do that at all. And <laughs> yeah, you want a slippery nipple. <laughs> right. Like they'd Who be like, that? they'd be like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like go somewhere else. We don't make that, yeah, you right. know? And, uh, that's the although, kind of, although there is something to be said, I'm sorry, Chris, if, if you own a bar, I, I don't feel like you should judge your, your people. <laughs> right. So if they come and somebody says, I want a slippery nipple right. and you kick them out. You're a jerk. You're pretty much a yeah, jerk. Yeah, I mean, you kicking know? them out is or or you say like any, anything negative other than let me look up how to make that. Right. I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose. Fortunately that's... for all of us, the internet is everywhere. Yeah. And right, it will exactly. be very easy for me to find the information. So, so I think if that's not your response, then then you're doing something a little wrong because yeah. the, the role of a bar owner or bartender is not to judge the yeah. drink. Not. But it is like not. like that bartending class and this show are the only two places that I've ever seen that ethos being enacted like as. But they're judging the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, and it's I don't know it's. It's a it's a funny thing, like, and you know they always end the episode with after we left thirty percent increase in their liquor sales and twenty percent increase in their food sales and and like Matt and Christina the two owners are getting along great because you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's about they the human got angle, a dog. guys yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just I my failings as a bartender is in the memorization department. Sure. It's, I mean, I, I, I don't, I get any one time, maybe have like five drinks in my head, you know, if like we're dealing with like specials and things like that. But I just, because when I work behind a bar, I, I'm not comfortable in the, uh, uh, spotlight position. Sure. So, you know, like if, if, if I am being watched, then I'm just all of a sudden, like, <laughs> I don't know how you were interviewed live on television. I would have a meltdown. I'm sure I, Oh yeah, yeah. I would just leave. I had well, I had a meltdown. Did you? Yeah. I can't wait to see it. It's out there to be seen. <laughs> I I didn't. A lot of really unfortunate <laughs> expletives got thrown that. around. Yeah. Right. Just, no, but I just I, yeah. I mean, I guess. Uh, so the memory, the memorization thing. I need flashcards. So yeah. we show up at the bar and just do like, I'll have this, please. <laughs> well, that's but that's why bars have cocktail menus, you know, to kind For of sure, guide yeah. the people. <clears throat> yeah. Like, obviously, you can order off menu, but the vast majority of people who come in are going to say, Oh, I'll have this thing that I can point to with my finger because it sounds good, you know? And as long as you know all those, then you're fine. And I mean, that's why they make bartenders guides, not... That's why they make them small and portable. Yeah, Yeah. That's you can read them before bed, but so you can consult them quickly. I don't think there's any shame in your game, Chris. No, no. Yeah, well, thank you for saying so. (laughs) I'm constantly walking around... there's always an apology ready to, ready to <laughs> got, fire. Got one chambered at all times. <laughs> ready for my sorry pistol. <laughs> oh. Oh. You guys have a sad trombone effect. <laughs> We're yeah, we, do, we do a lot of drops. Yeah. But yeah, it's a fun show. I feel like I do learn a thing or two. I mean, like, there is lots of crossover knowledge about cocktails, even if they're making silly ones. But so, how do you make a, a slippery nipple? <laughs> Sorry, man, I do, do not. Do you know what's in it though? Even like, I have no idea. No, I have no idea. Ah, uh, maybe peach schnapps. I don't know. That sounds. That sounds probably. Like, right. It's got to be like butterscotch, something or other. The, well, that'd probably like, be a buttery nipple. A buttery nipple. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh. Buttery nipple. Can we just let's let's just take a break. Let's find out right now what is in a fucking slippery nipple.
in the meantime, Chris, we got a uh, we got a request over the the Twittosphere. Yep. Um, this is from Emma, who's at MZ London. Um, that's confusing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know if that's Ms. London or MZ London. M- oh, MZ. I thought you said NZ. New Zealand London. Yeah, that's why it's confu- I'm no longer confused. Uh, I should, I should, it should, it should be Mike Zulu London <laughs> joining the uh, military shorthand. Um, but uh, she writes, sorting through, sorting through photos from a weekend in Venice that involved wading through inches of water with leaky wellies, but was still fab. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure, Emma, you had uh, one of these while you were in Venice, but I couldn't resist but to pull the classic uh, Venetian cocktail, the Bellini. Yes, I've uh, had one of those in Venice. Yeah, did you go to Harry's Bar? Yes, of course. Get oh, snap. Look at you. Yeah. We had a martini and a Bellini. Um, so, and it cost like $150. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, so expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Harry's Bar is the, is the place at which the Bellini was invented. But this is like the cocktail of Venice. And Harry's Bar has like been pretty famous among mm-hmm. the glitterati since like 1945, I guess. Um, so you want to do two ounces of frozen white peach puree and uh one of the recipes i read recommended uh shaving it on like a cheese grater instead of putting it in a in a blender or a food processor because you don't want to aerate it too much mm. um half an ounce of creme de peche a quarter ounce of fresh lemon juice and prosecco so you're going to shake the first three ingredients with ice and strain them in a champagne flute and then top it off with prosecco and if peaches are in season that would be a good a slice of peach would be a good garnish mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I i guess they make it with fresh peaches when peaches white peaches are in season mm-hmm. in italy and then they make it with frozen uh when not but i've definitely had bellinis with non-white peach yeah because it's a like a muddy brown right. it, it, it tastes fine but yeah. sure it's not much to look at yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, same could be said of the tequila sunrise I made you because I made the uh, grenadine with um, with uh, light brown sugar instead of granulated white I sugar. It was, I thought it was beautiful. It looked it looked okay. I might I, color correct it a I little bit. I think I literally <laughs> remarked, "It looks like there's a sunrise in this glass." Yeah, it did. That's true. Unfortunately, you didn't say that into a microphone, so we'll just have to take your word <laughs> just, for it. I just did. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this just in. This just in. Oh, slippery nipple. Bailey's Irish cream. We've been on the edge of our seats. Yeah, I have been. Uh, Bailey's Irish cream and butterscotch schnapps. Oh, oh so what's in a... Okay. And it's a shooter. What's in a buttery... Um, a, is it a buttery nipple? Oh, man. I, <laughs> I would that. think it'd be butterscotch. Maybe it's butterscotch schnapps and butterscotch schnapps <laughs> with beer left out in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Simpson <laughs> Make some more special sauce. <laughs> Put that mayonnaise out in the sun. Uh... <laughs> I felt like I had to do a Simpsons reference because yeah, sure, you guys, sure. you guys often do that on stuff you should know. When they when they arise, uh, yeah. go after. It's them. funny that we keep saying buttery nipple because at Emulch tweeted at us. I think you should need a new challenge. Switch things up and come up with a life event to match the buttery nipple shot. Wow. So yeah. maybe we can work. I, I don't want this to become like a regular segment. But what 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 would you shoot a buttery nipple for? Hmm. 
uh, being unable to come up with a good life event on the spot. I guess, or um, <laughs> if you had some sort of accident with a butter churn. Sure. Do you happen to be turning butter shirtless? <laughs> Has, hashtag Amish That's a problems. super specific life <laughs> yeah. event. Yeah. It's very literal. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I like that. Butter churn, butter churn mishap. <laughs> there you go, buddy. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's maybe that's what we do from now on. If this uh, segment ever arises again, sure. we throw to the guests to come up with the. Uh, yeah. We'll put them on the spot. Put them on the spot. Fair. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, now that I'm done with it, I, yeah, think, it's, yeah, I think it's totally. Fair. <laughs> Can't wait to have you back. Now that I just knocked that out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh, how do people find? Stuff You Should Know podcast. Oh, thank you for the plug. Uh, they find it on uh, iTunes. iTunes. is a, a big platform. Yeah. We have a website called um, StuffYouShouldKnow.com, appropriately enough. And we have every single one of the episodes. We're coming up on 700 episodes. And get this. That's mad- madness to me. I went over the numbers. Yeah. As I do once in a while, especially when someone emails me a spreadsheet with the numbers. Sure. Like I'll often look at the bottom line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we have had 15 and a half billion downloads that since is we've been doing amazing. it since 2008. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? I was like, wow, that's a lot of downloads. That. And then I found out those numbers were in thousands and my, my brain Whoa. came out of my ear a little wow. bit. So that is amazing. I have to, uh, I have to, congratulations. Thank you yeah, very much. Absolutely. Congratulations. Just Thanks. to put that in perspective, I, uh, recently read a tweet from our friend Roman Mars at the 99% invisible podcast. He's a great guy. Uh, yeah. tremendous, tremendous guy. Uh, he said, um, uh, I just watched the the downloads for 99% Invisible across the 30 million mark, and I was really excited until I realized that that was just two episodes of uh, So You Think You Can Dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but the, the proportion of people who watch So You Think You Can sure. Dance and are into that, and the people who like get 99% Invisible, yeah. it's it's niche, and the people who are out there that like 99% Invisible are cool. Yeah, that's yeah, a, a really a, tremendous show. One show recently that I listened to, it may have been a recent show of yours, that uh, um, you mentioned you would get letters from people saying, I did it, I'm caught up. You know, like I think whatever it was, 300 or 400 yeah. episodes. And then you're just like, I hate to break it to you, but there's another 300. You're not even yeah. close. Yeah. 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 yeah, iTunes usually shows the most recent 301 episodes and people will say, yeah, I, um, I, I've, I've listened to them all. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll say like all 700 and they'll yeah. be like, oh, oh God, shit. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you can stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you can follow Chris on Twitter at CrispyChicken. And Benjamin at Benjamin R-A-H-R. And you can follow our show at Drink About It. You can also go to our Tumblr, ldai.tumblr.com. And you can go to our website for all the recipes. Let's drink about dot it. And you can go to our Facebook page. Um, We should say thank you to Graham Walsh and Paul Watling for the music and art. Yeah, thanks, fellas. And uh, extra super special thanks to Josh Josh Clark. Clark. Thanks Thanks to you guys. What a what a great guy coming on our show. Unbelievable. Holy mackerel. Let's do this again. Yeah, absolutely. I've just invited myself. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) You are more than welcome anytime. Anytime. Yeah. if you if you say you want to come back and you're not even coming to New York, I'll hop on a plane to Atlanta, man. Here's that the thing. Is the deal. Maybe next time. There's another chair here. Oh, I do uh, do the whole yeah. the whole gang. Yeah. Okay. Dang. No uh, pressure. No pressure. 
Uh, and you're saying Jerry can or can't make it? What's the? I'm saying Jerry may or may not exist. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> if Jerry exists, I feel real bad for it. Um, well, I'm just too bad for it. Just, <laughs> just finishing up with my drink here, so I feel like it's a good time to sign off. But uh, we'll be back again next week with more life events and more drinks to go perfectly with them. Later, potato. Don't choke on your remote. Choke on your rum. <laughs> that's my dad. That's my that's dad. Great. That's uh, a Scottish thing. Uh, that's my dad. I don't know if it's a Scottish <laughs> thing. He's Scottish and he said it, so maybe. It's a Scottish <laughs> thing. I don't know.